0: Welcome to the Third Row of the Tesla podcast. We are Sophie and Val and a bunch of other guys that I got here, uh, the Third Row, we call ourselves the third row crew. We're just going to get right into it and start talking about the Cybertruck today. Happy Thanksgiving, to everybody. And uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, Omar, you want to kick it off? Uh, yeah,
1: sure. So, you know, we were all here at the Cybertruck event. Uh, you know, they really built it up. Everyone was wondering, you know, what the hell is this thing going to look like, right? and uh they brought the truck out you know what'd you guys think when you first saw that thing
0: what was your first thought be honest
1: jesus My christ first
0: thought was yeah exactly it was it was complete shock but i was relieved that we actually could see what it looked like finally what about you guys
2: i think i might be like the only person who loved it the very second it rolled on stage i was like damn i need this and i really love like the brutalist design and i don't like, it was exactly what I expected. And it was exactly as cyberpunk and as futuristic as I expected it to look like. So it met and exceeded all my expectations. So I think I might be the only person who really loved it the first time I saw it.
3: It was a true test of human emotions, because I think everyone, for most part, excluding Viv, (laughs) um, went through that process of like, What the hell is that? It doesn't look good. It doesn't look like something I'm used to. It doesn't look like something I, you know, and everything from the concept of electric vehicles is new, right? It's all challenging the way we've done things for years. Same with this design, right? It's nothing today looks anything close to that. This is something straight out of a movie. And so everyone's initial reaction was like, hate it. And then as you, but that was just on the looks what really helps is that the stats on it was just like out the window and was so much better than anything that's on the market today so you started it started to grow on you and it actually you know if you ask me now than before i think it looks badass now
1: yeah it's kind of funny how you saw everyone go through that evolution where you know trucks have looked the same for so long that your initial reaction is kind of like is that a truck And we knew that, you know, from his comments, like it's not going to be from everyone that it was going to look kind of out there. But, you know, it's funny how it did just start to kind of grow on everybody. And after you kind of get over the initial shock, I mean, people literally did think he was a joke with that truck coming on and just looking so unusual. And then the windows breaking. Like I saw so many comments that were just like, "Okay, is the real truck going to come out now? Like, you know, they've just been pranking us. But, you know, as time went on, people were kind of like, wait. I kind of really like the way this looks and looking at other trucks just kind of look kind of like cluttered and, you know, a lot of stuff happening kind of just in the front there, you know, in terms of the way it looks. Whereas the Cybertruck just kind of looks very simplified, like minimalistic, kind of like the Model 3 interior in a way, you know, just kind of like this super simplification of, you know, the truck design. A first principles kind of truck design, if you kind of think about it.
0: Yeah, totally. Kristen, what did you think when you saw it?
4: I thought it it looked great when it came out. It was different, as Elon had stated. It would be um, definitely not a regular truck, but he told us it would be different. So I was expecting it. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I thought it was fun. It was different for sure.
0: This truck truly is a tough truck. I mean, you can smash it with a sledgehammer like Franz did and doesn't get deformed at all. A regular truck you do that like every time I look at a truck now kind of tweeted and joked about it you look at a truck on the street and um, you know I can imagine it getting hit by a sledgehammer
1: yeah I think the really key phrase that he used was we need electric or he said we need sustainable transport now and we need electric trucks now and I think like understanding the design is really that question like you know how do we build an electric truck that can compete with gasoline trucks right I mean, it's not just an accident that sedans were kind of the first thing they chose. Obviously, for a electric car, a smaller car, a more aerodynamic design is a lot easier. When we have trucks; they need to, you know, haul a lot potentially. They need to hit the price point to be competitive, and you know, they need to. Uh, they're not, you know, as e- aerodynamic in terms of like an EV. It's the hardest segment to transition to EVs. So. The whole design is kind of like an answer of that. Is like, how are we going to hit that forty thousand, you know, price point and be competitive? Um, and really, everything about the design, you know, the stainless steel, not needing a stamping press, not needing paint, just the more aerodynamic design with the cover. Um, nobody else is going to be able to match that, right? Unless you make a truck that looks like the Cybertruck or looks really weird you're going to be stuck with kind of those aerodynamic inefficiencies that make it hard to get a huge range. I mean, you look at what Rivian's been able to do, even with a ton of investment from Amazon and others, they got 40, uh, 400 miles at a $69,000 price point, you know, Tesla is 25% higher than that. And I don't think you're going to see Rivian be able to compete with those kind of specs unless they, you know, really make the same kind of dramatic design choices. And that's going to be hard for other other companies to do i think
0: right so I also, You said like, like 25% sorry right uh, 25% range right but the price is so much less so i mean that's the key it's that they brought the price down and increased the range so that's right the competition is just yeah they're going to be suffering
5: so what i realized the more i saw the truck is that it's just as much cool as it is functional And, like, they've totally reinvented how the truck is designed with instead of, like, this chassis in the middle providing support, the exoskeletons provide support, like a cockroach or, like, a bug or something. And that's just a totally different way to distribute the mass of the vehicle. and has so many different effects. Mm -hmm. And so they're, like, cold rolling the steel, which is why they can't bend it. So that's why it looks so harsh angles instead of the curves. So I just... Been really trying to wrap my head around this whole decision to do the exoskeleton with the steel because that seems like it's kind of changed everything else about the car um and it's like the starting point of why it's so different and i the more more i think about it i'm like wow this is just as much like durable and useful and like economical and easy to manufacture as it is looking dope
0: yeah it's just it's such a functional thing what do you think vincent what was your
6: first reaction i think like um the truck itself my first impression is very unique like it looks actually fit with my expectation because you can make a, a regular truck looking to compete with the original F-150 or Dodge Ram or the um, Silverado because nobody's gonna buy it. You have to make something like looks really, really unique. And when, when, when Elon al- announcing the, um, the price, I was like, wow, $39,000 like $40,000 starting point is not what i expected cuz from um, Ryan McCarthy um, podcast he just saying like he just said like it's under $50,000 so i thought like the the standard model will be around $50,000 but when he announced like $39,990 i was like wow it's, it's the end of the game yeah truly that's my thought that's why you That's bought four, somebody, right? <laughs>
4: think- no, I bought got, two. Got, <laughs> <transition>. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I got three.
5: Yeah. So how many of us have ordered one, or how many orders does this podcast have? Oh,
6: actually, my <laughs> assistant, she all one. one today, so I got one. we got three.
5: Today. What with do you plan four. to do with three, <laughs> Sofian?
0: Because how, I remember when I got the Model 3, I uh, I had a Model S already. And, and actually, that was the one, one I think you guys, some of you guys might know about that it was the, one of the very original uh, Tesla's Model S's. And because I already had one, I lived in California, it meant that I was going to get one of the very first ones that were made. So if I didn't have that reservation, I would have never got it soon. So I'm thinking like now that I have three reservations, I can get the very first Cybertruck that's made. So if it starts off with the rear wheel drive, I'll be able to either trade it in or or maybe i keep it and turn it into a robo taxi at that point so i've got options so that was my strategy that's why i'm keeping and Then i can use the third one for the tri-motor when it comes be the one of on the first to get that too <laughs> just basically i want it that's as soon right? as possible right I, I would have it now if i could but yeah we gotta <laughs> wait that's the hardest part now so what about you guys what are your thoughts
2: no i what? think I mean, it would be a more rational choice to buy a Model Three, actually, for me, just because like Europe's streets are so narrow, and I couldn't really park the Cybertruck anywhere. <laughs> so um, I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with it once I get it. Um, but um, that didn't stop me from pre pre-order, uh, pre ordering one. So. I mean, uh, Elon announced Twitter that they might make a smaller one, which I think would be more appealing to the European market, just because no one drives a pickup over here. So, But we'll see. I mean, if, even if I get the regular-sized one, I think it's going to be awesome, and I think I can make it work. So we'll see. Pretty excited so, to so get
0: it. Been, I'm curious, because you were always thinking about getting a Model 3, but then when you saw the Cybertruck, I remember you turning to me and you're saying, I'm definitely gonna get a Cybertruck instead. So I would just love to hear about like how that changed when you like when did it, when you first saw it or what what was the, the you know the the I think or...
2: the, the most I think the most important point or reason was just the price point because like the Cybertruck mm-hmm. at least the uh, Real World drive version is just the same price point as the Model 3 the SR Plus one so. I don't know why I get a Model 3 if you is, get a Cybertruck, right? <laughs> for the same <laughs> amount of money. True. You get more car for the same amount of money. So and I think the Cybertruck is just awesome. You know, the Model 3, I, I rented one when I was in LA. and
0: I think you love driving it so much. You were just like staying in there the whole time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I did. And um, I mean, I'd get a Model 3 if I was not, you know, able to get a Cybertruck. I'd definitely get a Model 3. But. I don't know, you know, the, the truck is just so unique, like no one else drives that kind of vehicle, except for other Cybertruck owners, so, I mean, <laughs> it's just, I know it seems like the obvious uh, decision to make.
0: You also get that, that uh, air suspension, which is, you don't. we don't have it for Model 3, I mean, maybe we will get it now that, you know, now that the Cybertruck is going to get it. But uh, I mean, that's the uh, magnetic suspension, the dynamic one, too, so it's, it's fully adjustable. I mean that's an amazing deal for what you get for your money, and and they're they're probably able to save so much money in the manufacturing because they don't. Well, first of all, they don't have the paint shop, right? And then they don't have um, they don't have to mold these these body parts. It's just like this exo, exoskeleton shell or whatever. So it's there's no frame as such like a traditional car. Go the critical
1: ahead. thing is like it's going to require less capex, right? They don't they don't have to go out and buy a new stamping press to make sure they have the capacity. They don't have to go out and buy new paint shop capacity. I think Motor Trend was estimating it at like $200 million. So less capex, that not only means, you know, less capex to depreciate as part of the cost, but also, you know, it's going to be faster to ramp that production up. And I I was just looking at this line from the Q1 2019 uh, Tesla update letter. And I thought this was kind of interesting. We intend Model 3 to be the first step in a platform which we can use to cost effectively and quickly replicate across geographies and vehicle types. We have spent years developing this platform, and Gigafactory Shanghai and our planned Model Y production line will be the first to reap the benefits of this investment. So this kind of makes me think that, like, you know, based on the price, like, I think Cybertruck is based on the Model 3 and Model Y platform. And that's really interesting because, you know, I'd kind of like tweeted about this a while back and I said, you know, I think the Cybertruck could be built on the Model 3 platform just based on that 50,000 price point he floated. And people were like, oh, no, that doesn't make any sense. The Model 3 is small, the Cybertruck is big, but I think that's kind of missing the point. like. With this Model 3 Model Y platform, what Tesla's built is really just kind of like the framework for a skateboard and a battery. And they've got the rear-wheel drive, dual-motor all-wheel drive, and triple motor configurations. And I think there's just kind of similar to what Volkswagen has with their MEB platform. I think this is just kind of like this common next-generation platform that Tesla's using to build all their vehicles. And You know, a lot of the short sellers have said like, oh, you know, the Model 3 was a huge failure. Tesla put all this investment into it. And look, they've, you know, barely made any money back so far. But I think Tesla is just really kind of scratching the surface. Is it just the tip of the iceberg of what that investment in producing the Model 3 actually is going to do for the company? Because they're going to be able to build the Model 3 off of that. They're going to be able to build the Model Y off of that and the Cybertruck in Fremont in Berlin in Shanghai and you know it's it, you know so there's a lot of if this is true that these are all kind of built on the same platform there's a lot of things to think about here or you know a lot of implications number 1 it means that you know any of these factories should be able to make pretty much any of these vehicle types right so you know if you can produce a skateboard for the Model 3 producing a Cybertruck skateboard or Model Y skateboard is pretty similar it you know implies that air suspension and you know some of these other features that will also come to the 3 and Y which Elon had confirmed a while back that you know never actually shipped so it's pretty interesting thinking about you know what this means and they said several vehicle types so
6: see more I don't know in, in China right now um the the, that the pickup truck is not allowed to get into a lot of like metropolitan area like city of beijing is not allowed pickup truck to get in but the policy might change in the future that's what i heard
0: or they could be using
6: like, this other size? new vehicle
0: smaller one right or or- small. yeah yeah
6: because of because of the uh, size of the vehicle so it's not allowed to go into because it's gonna create a lot of like traffic problem for the metropolitan area. So as of right now, they need to um, I think the government need to work on the policy first. Yeah, for the China side.
0: Was the orders open to everyone in the whole world? Were there or like could people from China order cyber too? I think I saw oh, yeah. some
6: yeah, I, I see I have a lot of I have a lot of followers. They actually ordering the the Cybertruck because if you look at the RN number, they start with eight zero. 0 A-Zero is from China. From what I know is from Beijing and maybe Shanghai. And beside that, I have to look into that. Yeah.
1: In Europe and China, traditionally, like pickup trucks have been banned because of their bad fuel economy. Uh, and air pollution standards, so, you know, I think the market for Cybertruck could potentially be larger and hit a lot of these areas Where pickups aren't traditionally allowed potentially because it's all electric
6: Yeah, maybe a smaller version will work and but maybe like the po- the the government policy can be changed like any time You know, maybe tomorrow or like in a month or two Something like that. The main reason is the the size of the vehicle. It's not about because if 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 Tesla able to make like a like a smaller size of the pickup truck, that might work and will be a hot seller in China for sure. You know, just the
1: fact that Vincent has you know followers
6: reserving shows like there's a demand for these kinds
1: of things. You yeah. know, people want like a big American pickup truck, but they haven't been able to get one uh, because of you know fuel economy standards and uh, all those sort of things. So. You know, the market for this, I think, you know, Gally was talking about this in one of his hyper change videos, just kind of trying to estimate what the demand could look like. Uh, you know, it could potentially even be much bigger than the market for an F-150. You know, it's very much just kind of like a utility.
5: Yeah, I think it's, it, it's crazy how much people are kind of overlooking the big financial impact this could have. That's kind of what I've been like nerding out on is the Ford F-150 sells a million units a year which would be like 50 billion in revenue, which is more than double what Tesla did all is going to do this year and from one product. And it's like Ford's most profitable product by far. So it could almost just, the numbers that I see, I'm like, okay, 50 billion in revenue from the pickup justifies the entire market cap of Tesla today. So it's like, this could be, it's not just like a cool quirky brand product. It's like, wait, Tesla's actually gonna make like a ton of money from this potentially if it's even remotely as successful as the Ford F-150. And what is Tesla done in every vehicle category they enter, they usually crush whoever's number one. So it's hard to even think about what that would mean for the financials. But I just don't like I've really been spending a lot of time and I'm like, wait, this could actually really move the needle. And especially if you consider that it's really useful, it's going to last forever, super durable. You don't have you can plug in your power tools. There could be an economical case to use it if you're in a construction. Um, So I think. Yeah, I think the demand is going to surprise to the upside. My guess right now is like 350,000 units a year at maturity, which I think is like very conservative. But that is still kind of a needle
3: mover. You know, like obviously you've got the truck market. But, you know, going back to one thing that Viv mentioned was that, you know, between a Model 3 and a Cybertruck – right? She chose the Cybertruck. And I think that was very interesting. The way Tesla priced it is because now when you're looking at it and you're looking at a Model 3 or a Cybertruck, how many more would side with Cybertruck, even though they may not even need a truck in their life? So that's where I think it kind of goes to what, uh, you know, Gally was saying about that, you know, we're opening up, you know, a lot more potential customers, more than just your truck buyer. You know, I myself. Pre-ordered a Cybertruck. Do I need a truck? No. But when I look at a growing family and needing more space, Cybertruck or Model X, I'm going to lean towards a Cybertruck.
0: And we haven't even talked talked about robo taxi and the applications of full self-driving yet. I mean, that's there's so many different things that we could we can't even fathom. Like I think we were talking recently, and Kristen had mentioned that, yeah, we could set it up as a mobile printer or something, right? Or what about pizza delivery? I mean, you could just go out and deliver pizzas for you.
1: I mean, even leaving aside that, this is the thing. You know, we've all been talking about how, you know, Tesla has this great technology. They're so ahead of everyone else. But the fact is, number one segment in the U.S., pickup trucks. Tesla's Mm -hmm. not competing. Number two segment, affordable SUVs. Tesla's not competing. So really, they've only been competing in this tiny, tiny segment of the market, And they just became kind of a big boy company with their first mass produced car, which is like going to a lot of customers that they actually have to figure out how to service and all that.
0: And people are loving those
1: cars. Yeah. But if you look at the 250,000 pre-orders and Elon shared the mix, it's about an average price of $60,000. That's $15 billion. If you go off galleys, 350,000 units, that's $21 billion. That's like as much revenue as Tesla made in the last 12 months, just from this one product. And, you know, the market for pickup tr- trucks is huge. And it's even more favorable of a comparison for Tesla. I mean, you look at the Model 3, your average BMW 3 uh, Series started at 35,000. So they said, okay, we're going to start at 35,000 and take on the sedan market. But in the sedan market, you know, people aren't driving BMWs. Some people are, yeah. if they can afford it. People are driving Hondas, they're driving Priuses, they're driving Camrys, right? With a much lower uh, starting price. For the pickup truck, you've got a market today where the average selling price is $48,000, right? So you're looking at an electric truck that has sticker price parity, right? And those that's a starting price. You know, with Legacy Auto, it's like you got to add in all those packages, right? So it's going to end up being a lot more than, you know, than that. 48,000 average selling price and then that's even before you factor in the gas and guess what sedans get decent gas mileage you know 25 50 miles per gallon trucks are getting like 15 to 25 so the gas price comparison is even better than a sedan right and it's just kind of like okay wow we're just getting started here you know the this is just the tip of the iceberg and for these new vehicle segments you know and this is the next question I kind of want to pose to the group is like, you know, sure, if you like Tesla, if you like autopilot, you might be interested in the Cybertruck. But are traditional truck buyers, people were buying the F-150, are they going to switch to Cybertruck? Do you guys see that as something that's going to happen in large numbers, maybe only a small number? Personally, I think when you just look at the economics, I mean, you might hate the truck might be like that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life but you know I was seeing like I think Greg Wester or somebody just tweet like you know 20 percent of their salary is going to the gas if you're you know working with your truck and you know you just can't argue with economics like that it's like shit if I'm gonna save thousands of dollars you know who cares what it looks like you know so what do you guys think about that
0: I think that like with the trucks, the way they look today, I think they're, they're quite ugly anyway. (laughs) And uh, you know, people have just been conditioned to accept that's the way they look and maybe even get to uh, think that they're, they look good. Right. So I think the same thing's going to happen with the cyber truck initially. Maybe people don't like the look of it, but once they, they get all the benefits, especially the cost savings. And uh, I mean, the gas savings, look at the cost of electricity compared to gas. I mean, it's, it's at least, I mean, on the conservative end, it's gonna be about a third the cost, right? Maybe even more than that. And then if you can also, you know, add solar to your house uh, and, and be getting it from a clean source, you've got your fuel source in your garage. I mean, for people that don't have electric vehicles and know what that's like, it's so liberating. I mean, you wake up every morning and you've got like, you know, a full tank of, of your energy, right, of, of, um, of electricity. So, I mean, that's just something that is gonna revolutionize the, all those, the pro- those contractors that are right now.
3: Yeah. The problem with a lot of those guys, a lot of those traditionalists that have been truck drivers for a while for them to understand that concept of gas versus electricity may not hit them up front, right? Just because just, they just, they may say, yeah, it's, it sounds like a better car. It doesn't look like something I'm used to, but that slapping point where it's kind of like, do you understand how much money you'll be saving? Cause you don't have to fill up gas. They may not get that because they don't understand how charging works or where the superchargers are. And I think that's where, where the community is really important in just educating and continuously trying to share knowledge on electricity is not only better, but is in today's day and age doable, right? It is there. There are superchargers everywhere. It's not hard to charge. It's extremely easy. It's better. It's cheaper. And so I think that's where we need to go. But I think not only that, not only the traditionalists, but those baby boomers, maybe they may not buy, maybe might be 50-50. I had a bunch of comments on my last video that was like, hey, I'm 57 years old, I've driven a Ram, and and I actually am going to get this, or I pre-ordered it. And so that was pretty cool, but I think the target, and Tesla might be really creative here, is going for next gen, right? And so the you know the new millennials, or whatever we're calling them, Gen Z, or whatever the heck it is, but. You know, they're already growing up today. My daughter can tell you the name of my car, but not my wife's car, right? She says Tesla, and she's two years old, you know? And so these kids are already being preconditioned that the car to get is a Tesla and nothing else competes. And as long as Tesla keeps putting out a model in every shape and form, i.e. now a truck, that kid that was from a truck family is going to get a Cybertruck.
0: Yeah, I mean, my son, uh, he – Fell in love with it and he's like, that's so awesome. And then he, uh, he watches all these YouTube uh, channels that are video game players. And there's one called Unstoppable Gamer. And I think he just started following Elon Musk after the unveiling. It's like they love the look of this truck. I mean, it's like you've seen the Halo renders of like, yeah. yep. you know, that's, that's kind of what they had in mind. I mean, what do you guys think? What, what do you guys think about like attachments to this thing? What, Kristen, what do you think about like what would you attach to it? I don't know.
4: Well, I, I don't know what I would. Attached to it per se, I was. Thinking of a, um, I, I don't know. I was thinking of the general contractors and um, the blue collar workers in general, and work sites, and just how efficient it's going to be. I think they're going to pencil out the numbers and start seeing within the next couple weeks how this is going to benefit them. where on the work site. But as for oh. add-ons, I, I think we talked about the printer. <laughs> yeah. <you> <laughs> but, ATV. That's crazy. I want to know more about
0: that ATV. I, I want that thing. And we have no details on it. So, yeah, I just I can't wait for that thing. Just load it up, plug it in and everything else that you can plug into the outlet the compressed air. You know, like it's that's going to be a game changer for everybody. And Elon
3: did say that the ATV was only going to be available to truck orders in initially. I think
0: I love it. You can probably pay
1: for half the truck just by reselling the ATV. Yeah.
3: yeah. But, I and I want that ATV. I don't know yeah, much scary. about ATVs, but I don't know if it was really a quad because I did see a chain system on there. So I don't know if anybody on here knows more about ATVs. There's been
0: people online saying it's just a Yamaha, but thats I don't think that's true at all. Tesla have just yeah. like you know, made this. It's just not in.
3: Either it, way, it's it, cool.
0: Tesla's, uh, yeah. you know, DN.
1: I mean, definitely, I think that. the plug is one of the most interesting things on the truck. Think about it as like an autonomous utility vehicle. And a lot of the discussion is missing the fact that 2021, 2022, autopilot is going to be extremely mature, if not like level four, level five, by the time this thing ships. I mean, we're supposed to get feature complete autonomy in the next, you know, five to 10 weeks, you know, on time, you know. So, give it another couple of years. And then think about all the kind of autonomous things you can build just plugging shit into the back. And, you know, the vault yeah. is also perfect for that. Um, i mean it's just kind of like a pandora's this is the first kind of vehicle tesla's building like you know it's just an autonomous toolbox kind of build your own you know autonomous whatever and you know i think vehicle design is just gonna they just opened pandora's box of autonomous vehicle design right and it's like okay cars are going to be different like they're going to be driving around let's just build a really really strong one that you can just beat the shit out of and send it out it's got plugs in the back you can kind of make it into whatever kind of autonomous utility you want that's ultimately why i placed my order i mean I'm, i don't see myself really driving this truck but it's like in an autonomous world this would be a great tool to have just kind of shuttle people around throw stuff in the back plug something in and you know make it just kind of like this autonomous utility and you've seen all these companies kind of mocking up Cybertruck with their own branding. And like, you can see the wheels kind of spinning in these people's head, like, you know, police, um, you know, all these different companies, yeah. like they they're thinking about what they can use Cybertruck for. Yeah. And you know, that's really interesting. You don't really get that as much with the model three, like people kind of have a hard time imagining a model three is kind of like this workhorse autonomous vehicle because it's such a nice car, you know? And so this was kind curious. of their answer to that.
3: Yeah, I'd be curious, like, Omar, you told us yours, and Viv, you told us yours, but like, what was everyone else's kind of thought process behind ordering it? Like, what would you, like, yeah, just what was your thought process behind it?
1: Well, I'll I'll, I'll add a little bit to mine was, (laughs) I realized, hey, this thing goes 500 miles on a charge, I can use this and send people or things to the Bay Area or LA, which I I do that trip a lot, without stopping, you know, it's just like. Boom. And that's right there, you know, pretty compelling for another.
6: Like, yeah. yeah, I think like um the, the cyber truck because the the looks is really unique. So I think it's there's gonna be a lot of company gonna buy the truck just to promote their own company. Right. Yeah, because and um, also like the price point is like fifty thousand dollars for commercial use. It's really cheap. When you think of like you don't have to pump the gas. How much you can save for the gasoline a year, or throughout the five-year ownership, it's a no-brainer at all. Yeah,
3: they'll outcompete any. What about you, Kristen? Cybertruck. Uh,
4: it was a great. It was a great price, so I I got one. I don't know what I'll do with it, but I'm sure. I'll figure it out. <laughs> 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 I mean, what was the what was the mileage on the ATV? Did they state that? no i
0: don't think we get any details no no We know what it looks like (laughs) yeah yeah i i think that with with the truck i mean omar and i were talking about it as well like not only can you shuttle people around if you were using it for a robo taxi or whatever but you can utilize that vault in the back that's fully lockable in a separate space for something totally different like simultaneously i mean that has so many different applications but, I mean, what other truck can you lock the back of? No other, right? So, if you think about it, I mean, that's, that's just so many and things. And you can that- do it
1: very remotely and autonomously, right? Like, you could be far away and configure that, have someone drop something into the vault. You could move yeah. someone's cargo for them while also carrying six passengers, right? They had the $30,000 a year estimate for a Model 3 robotaxi. It's got to be at least 50000 for a Cybertruck robo-taxi, right? with the increased passenger space, the increased cargo room. I mean, they got the front, they got the bed, and they've got those weird side flaps where you can put even more cargo. So there's a lot of room,
0: you know, to, to, I mean, you can imagine FedEx. Inside the bed, they have that, also that extra space too. So, I mean, there's so much cargo space in that thing.
2: I think Tim Dodd, um, the everyday escrow, also mentioned you can put Starlink, like the pizza size, uh, pizza box size antenna in there. It's way too big for other Tesla models, but it will fit onto the Cybertruck. So you can have like a high quality and high um, speed connection on the Cybertruck, which you can't really have on other uh, other Tesla models.
4: Totally. I mean, you do have
2: LTE, obviously, but you know, <laughs> we all know what connect- uh, connectivity can be like. So yeah. Yeah.
1: there's so much the possibilities, and also like the solar panel. I mean, the angular design that everyone's making fun of, you can't really put solar panels on a Model 3 or a Model S because those cars are curved. This is kind of like the first Tesla where we're seeing built-in solar power. You know, fifteen. it was always kind of natural with, you know, the City merger and Tesla Energy and all that uh, for them to start kind of doing these things. But the angular design just ends up being kind of perfect for having a solar panel and you can even imagine the suspension being kind of used to reposition it to capture the most sun. But, like, this is a truck that you can just leave out there, right? In the middle of nowhere and Live come off back on later. No phantom drain. Mad Max It's fully charged,
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like,
1: that's even pretty cool. Even if it cool.
4: gets beat up, you know, it'll look good. don't have a Mad Max look.
0: Did, did, did Golly say that he ordered one as well? I
5: didn't catch that. Really? One. I want to know what he where the, nah, I didn't order one. <laughs> I want to get an ATV <laughs> though, from Manhattan. Oh, cool. just the ATV? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And you I was like just ATV could be his daily driver. Yeah, the yeah. ATV is my daily driver exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I was thinking with that article. with the solar panel that that the the, 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 the Cybertruck can like generate its own power, store its own power, and consume its own power, which is like the trifecta of Tesla products that they've squeezed into one. And it can drive itself. So it's got like, I was just thinking about. And, and like you're saying, the amount of different ways you could use that now that it goes off the grid and gets fully charged, like, it's just hard to wrap your mind around. Like, I feel like we have, like, we just kind of broke some law of, like, wait, so I don't even need to plug it in and I can still use it? Like, has anyone fully comprehended that? Like, like factor that into the total cost of ownership as well, you know? If your kids are
1: seven miles away from school, you can take them to school with autopilot, right? Fifteen miles, that should cover it. You never have to plug it in. That's yeah. some wild Amazing. shit.
3: Well, you also saw like, uh, you know, all these guys that would take pictures of, you know, sleeping in there in their Tesla's and they got the dream cases in there and all this stuff. Well, you know, they were doing it. Can you imagine how much better, how much more enhanced now it is being able to really, really completely go off the grid? I mean, I could just imagine being camping out there, your car is just out collecting juice and you're just chilling in your tent and cooking on your little kitchen stovetop that they're going to sell as an accessory. And yes. yeah.
0: And then you got your internet access with uh, with starlink or whatever so you can basically be just you know off grid but still connected to everything yeah well if you saw that camper attachment it almost
1: looked like they had two sleeping bags set up there and were just sleeping in the bed of the cyber truck i mean a six six and a half foot bed you know you're you know under seven feet you can probably sleep in there you know and this is kind of interesting like in the future, like in autonomous future, I wonder if like people will just live in these little autonomous houses.
0: I mean, if you're going long distance or something, you just you just can sleep in the in the back there. You got a perfect space for it. Car is going to take you there safely, and you end up at your destination. You wake up, you know, and you got power. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. You could plug all your stuff in back there as well when you're you're laying down, have your phone charging, whatever. You know, so many. You could plug happen. in
1: another Tesla that's dead
4: right that's true that's a great idea. if
1: you need to save someone the roadside assistance of the future is like you run out of power and then an, an autonomous cyber truck just comes yeah, and opens its bed and you just plug in until you have enough charge to get to may- the supercharger yeah, I saw maybe AAA
3: is gonna invest for that reason. <laughs> what's that kristen
4: uh, dean i think dean fielding in england stated that he ordered it just for that reason because the buildings in uh, england were harder
0: Any final thoughts on the Cybertruck that you want to leave anyone listening to this, especially I have a final, I have a final thought
5: that you guys gave me this idea when you were mentioning uh, your kids and like their favorite streamers that were buying the Tesla, I feel like the just cultural relevance and marketing of this, like of it breaking the internet is such a good thing for Tesla overall. And like, it just seems like we hit a new level of hype with every single YouTuber tweeting about it, every single CEO saying they order one. Like, it's just hard to imagine, I think. To me, it just saw Tesla kind of level up culturally with this moment. And I just think that's, it, that's huge.
0: Omar, any closing thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, closing thoughts like, you know, this is just day one, right? Like this vehicle platform, the electric platform, and, and el- the first electric platform, that's better than gas. It's not a compromise. We're going to make a series of electric vehicles that are better than gas. And this is just the beginning. Model Y is going to start shipping at the beginning of next year in 2020 year Maybe after that year. we've uh well even if so it'll be volume production in 2020 so sure. 2020 we get model Y 2021 hopefully we're going to start to get the first cyber trucks in the fall or end of the year and you know then that's just the beginning okay we've started addressing all the major vehicle segments they all have autopilot they all have safety features and uh, i mean There's no other way to say it like, you know, this is going to change everything. We're looking at just the twin revolutions of electrification and, you know, autonomy hitting. It's just going to change the way everything is done. And you look at Tesla's master plan part two. It was four things. Number one, provide solar energy with integrated battery storage for people, which they've started doing with solar subscriptions and solar roof. Number two, address all the available available vehicle segments. And we've started seeing now how they're going to address all the available available vehicle segments without spending a ton of money on CapEx. Uh, with the Model Y, they kind of shared a lot with the Model 3, with the Cybertruck. They did a lot of innovative stuff to bring the cost down. And then the other parts are self-driving 10 times safer than a human and enable your car to make money for you. So like, we're really seeing them start to fill out the master plan part two. And, you know, yeah, this is just, it's gonna be exciting to watch. This is just the beginning. We're looking at, you know, 10 years of growth at least, just looking at these products that are in the pipeline.
0: Awesome. Thanks Omar. And Viv, any closing thoughts?
2: I think, I mean, it's really true what Elon said that Tesla has the most exciting um, product and vehicle lineup on the market. And I think like uh, like Omar said, most people underestimate just how huge the impact of autonomy is going to be, especially like on delivery services, like pretty much any delivery service you can come up with and all the other applications. Um, and you know, I think it's a meme now, like people love to joke about the design and you know, the broken glass and stuff, but it will change the world so much. Um, I think people can't really comprehend that right now. Sure.
0: Right, Kristen, what do you think closing thoughts
4: i think some people act surprised as if tesla and elon don't know what he's doing or they're doing um he's he's doing exactly i think as he's planned it's it's phenomenal thank you and then
6: uh, vincent yeah i think like um okay because i'm looking at the data about um last quarter f-150 like f-series from ford it takes them like One quarter, so literally like three months, to sell, two hundred fourteen thousand F series pickup truck, for Tesla to get two hundred fifty pre-order, it only takes like five days. (laughs) You know, just literally five days. Yeah, it takes like think of like how much money they spend on marketing to sell those two hundred fourteen thousand F series pickup truck, and think of like how much money. Tesla spent zero and it took, takes like five days. And like, it's not even on the street yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see the real demand will come until like everybody's driving the, just like the yeah. Model 3, you know, like I don't order my Model 3 until I see one on the street. So I think the real demand will starting from 2021 end of 2021 and, 2000. and yeah and go on yeah that's my totally true It'd be yeah. bigger than anyone can
1: imagine probably
6: exactly like, we're
1: thinking about we're thinking about a million trucks a year as the ceiling that's probably the base dude like, like no actually this is it's going like, to do the, the
6: top the top three of the, the u.s top seller pickup truck each quarter is selling about half million units u.s only that's the top three So if you add up like, yeah, so top three will contributing like 2 million units a year. Mm. So we still have like the third, the fourth place from here where I see it's about the Toyota Tacoma and the And this is an environment where pickup trucks aren't allowed
1: most places, right? Exactly. And we know that the Cybertruck's appealing to a lot of non-truck buyers too. Exactly. So how big
6: is it I'm I'm not a pickup truck guy. I ordered two. (laughs) Same here, here, man. Same here.
1: I mean, people were asking me, "Are you gonna get a Cybertruck?" I was like, "You know, I'm not a truck guy." But then you see the specs, you just start thinking about what you can do. You're like 500 miles. It's got a power outlet. It's got
6: autonomy. Shit, I could some things I could use one for. Like, like, like people asking me, like, are you going to order a pickup truck? I said, yeah, because I promised Elon I'm going to order one. You know? <laughs> so I, I have no choice, you know, but like, dude, like after I saw the trucks, I was like, "Do I need one more. You know, actually, my company need one more, you know, so that's why I ordered two pickup trucks. Awesome. What about you, yeah. Raj? Any closing thoughts?
3: Well, I ordered one. And the reason why I ordered one was because over an X or the pickup truck. I'm still getting the space. And so, you know, that's why I went with it. But I mean, you got to look at this pickup truck is truly a really big turning point. I mean, obviously Model 3 was a big turning point, but that was just getting a cheap car. Now it's cheaper. It's Mm. longer range. It's, I mean, fast, we had already figured out, but it's durable. Right. And so like, we've just hit so many marks that it's kind of like, You really have nothing to argue against it now. Like this is really, Elon always talks about the hard smackdown to ICE vehicles. Like now you're like really, I mean, this is like the Mortal Kombat finish him move. You know, it's like 500 miles, are you nuts? Like Omar was saying, like to tell somebody, hey, you can get from San Francisco to LA without stopping, that's mind blown. I would make one more point. Someone made the point that, you know how much
1: profit Ford gets from its F-150? Product line yeah. 110% wow. of their profits. Okay. Yeah. So they're losing money on the rest of the business, yeah, except Sudan. for the F 150. Yeah. And Ford has been the number one best selling brand in America since 1986. So, really, you cut off 20% of the F 150's market share. And keep in mind, this is the most profitable twenty percent that's going that's the high end of the market. They're able to spend more. You cut off just a tiny slice of Ford's profit engine, it's gonna be big trouble for the business. And that's why you're seeing them really go after Tesla head on, have their event in Hawthorne. You know, they're they're starting to worry. It hasn't been an issue so far.
0: Tesla's been making
1: large. They need to stands. worry. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. They are worried and they shouldn't be.
6: They should be. The trouble
0: is, is they, they don't, don't- how to go about it? Like, I mean, when I went and saw the Mach E, yeah, I mean, it's great right. that they went to the effort to make that vehicle oh. that, it's based on the Model Y. I mean, clearly, right? So, uh, I mean, but just the way they're going about it, it's like they got no heart, right? So they're not doing it for the same reasons that Tesla is, and probably they're doing it begrudgingly, in my opinion. I mean, to the point where they're actually trying to get people to read a script as testimonials. I mean, it's that that was that was ridiculous. I couldn't believe that they were going to ask me who knew nothing about well i haven't I've, i know about it but i haven't, wasn't, haven't sat in one i haven't played with it haven't driven one or anything so it's like why would you ask me and then ask me to read a script it's like <laughs>
4: you know, wait they, they asked so, you to
1: read a script about the mock e
0: yeah you didn't know that <laughs> oh i missed that that's hilarious
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah well, i was I there
0: they- on Auto show and then uh, they asked me uh, well I I saw this little picture on the side of the booth saying uh, check out Tesla or not Tesla, yeah,
6: Ford's referral
0: Ford. program. Yeah, Ford's referral program. I like, so I started asking her about it. She's like, Yeah, you can do this testimonial. And I was like, What do you mean testimonial? I haven't even sat in it. And that was another thing. You could Yeah, you s- have to pay you have to pay five
6: hundred right. bucks. to all the car. You've got
0: to order one before you can <laughs> even sit in it. And it's like it's ridiculous. Tesla is like giving people test drives. They're letting you have the car without even being in there with with you so you can take the car and they do overnights as well so like here's tesla's just like look experience it you'll understand what it's like ask us questions and then it's really like the community we all step up and we say like yeah we want to help we want to show you because we love the car so much but part of the reason that i wanted us to do this is to let everybody know we're real real people we don't we don't do this but no tesla doesn't pay us for doing this but we do it because we love it and we we believe in the mission right so i mean how is Ford going to, or anybody else, any other competitor, going to be able to get the same level of customer support? I mean, they can't do well, it for. way they're, they're
1: doing now. Ford obviously did it as a response, but you just look at that 100-kilowatt-hour battery pack on a 300-mile SUV when Tesla's doing more range than that on a 75-kilowatt-hour pack, yeah. and it just makes <laughs> you wonder, what's their electric F-150 going to be like? If their battery advantage is so bad on the Mustang, which is an easy vehicle to do, how are they going to compete with a traditional design that has a ton of drag against the Cybertruck when their battery technology is already way behind the start? There's no way the electric F-150 is going to be able to compete with the Cybertruck. I would be very it's surprised.
0: like a Cyber Ford or something. They may just radically have to change their design to make it look like a Cybertruck.
4: Yeah. But
0: the customers are going to hate that. Well,
4: True.
0: They hate the Mustang as
4: well. Yeah, they
0: do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. That's what
4: the lady at the booth said. She said the number I, one thing is they hated the design. They hated well, that. There's a petition, Mustang.
0: like 10,000 people wanting to remove the Mustang name. They want right. the Mustang associated with this four-door what? well, crossover looking thing, you know? It's a, big, yeah. it's a big
1: middle finger to the customers, right? Like, <laughs> imagine if Elon brought out the Cybertruck and he goes, introducing... The Roadster? new Model 3, Mach-C. <laughs> and we're yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about? That is not a Model 3, right? It's like, yeah. people love their Mustangs. They I, I saw one of those, I saw a Mustang with like a custom license plate, you know? It was like yeah. Mustang or something like that. Like, it's kind of the same way about Tesla. Like, people love their Mustangs, you know? They're like, I love this car. And you just come out with something that's just, it's always been a two-door. They're like, this is going to be a four-door SUV. And they said like the lamest thing in the thing, they're like, Well, maybe you used to love your Mustang, but now you have kids. It's like, that sounds really depressing. Like, (laughs) I just had kids, and now I'm going to sell
0: my Mustang and get this SUV? Like,
1: damn. I
4: think
0: that's the key thing what Tesla have done with the Cybertruck. They've really created a whole new market segment, right? It's like something that didn't exist before. Because now, like, you're going to have people that, you know, probably will get the Cybertruck for the utility reasons because it's pickup. But then also people that like us that aren't truck people are getting it because we see the potential for all these other things and the range. So I mean it's a very compelling product on all different levels, which I think is is just good, is opening it up to like unheard of uh, success. So I mean as we already see right now from the the order numbers. So yeah, I'm super excited for the future, and I uh, I just love doing this podcast. I can't wait for us to do more. I mean this is just based on the Cybertruck, but we're going to do tons more so hopefully you guys we can make this happen and yeah that's my sure. closing thoughts so yeah thank you all okay for, for making the, the podcast i really appreciate it and yeah look forward to doing it again soon
2: yo